0: It's good to hear that music again. It is Black Hole Sunday's The Raider Podcast on 95.7 Day. And for those of you who are still a fan of the team, uh, even though they've moved to Las Vegas, I'm your host, Stephen Langford. And we haven't rolled out a podcast in a while. And when I mean we, uh, I mean me, because I'm the only one that's doing this podcast, producing it and hosting it. And to be completely honest with you, uh, the past three weeks, it's been really tough in order to actually roll one out. I like to wait till the end of the week just so I can have all the information uh, possible just in case anything happens. So I don't have any of these podcasts that are dated. Um, The end of the week seems to be the best time to do that. And the past three Fridays, the first one, I was getting my vaccine, couldn't do the podcast, had to leave um, a little early from the studio. The second one had a last-minute call out of the studio and couldn't roll out a podcast And then last week just had some personal stuff going on. So finally getting one back for you. And what my plan was, the last podcast we rolled out were the top linebackers uh, in this draft class. We went through a ton of them, and the plan was to each episode go down each positional need that the Raiders have at the 17th pick and then explain which players might be available with that pick at that position, and just try and give you some insight. But now, here we are, we're six days away from the draft, and instead what I did was I rolled out maybe a dream pick from that specific position, and then the reality as to what they could pick at 17 from that position, or if that dream actually might be a reality. So let's get to it. And let me start out with this. Let me preface it by saying this. I don't think the Raiders are going to be drafting anyone offensively in the first round. You know, maybe on maybe later on and and that's really what I'm looking forward to is uh is how they draft in the mid to late rounds, not necessarily just the first round, but I don't think that they're going to be drafting anyone offensively. You know, there could be some linemen available, but there are too many defenders that are going to be right there uh, toward that 17th pick that really, choosing an offensive lineman, it feels like they have it solidified. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that. that's what they're going to do. So I'm paying attention to the defensive side of the ball and the positions that they do need. Now, let's start off with this. So here we go. We're going through the positions on the defensive side of the ball that they need, going through the dream picks, Ones that I'd love for them to get but might not be available with the 17th. And also the reality. Ones who will guarantee to be there at 17. It just depends if they want to take a chance on that specific player. So, let's start out with the linebackers. The dream would be Micah Parsons out of Penn State. He's a big, strong linebacker. 6'3", 245. And he can also get to the quarterback. And one thing that the Raiders are missing from that linebacker spot with Kwiatkowski, Corey Littleton, and Nicholas Morrow, it's that they do not get to the quarterback. They do not blitz very much, and that's something that Micah Parsons would be able to bring with this new Gus Bradley 4-3 scheme uh, that they're going to be rolling out there, a guy who would like to get to the quarterback. However, Raiders beat writer Vic Taffer pointed this out, and I think it's a very excellent point. Mayock and Gruden are the types of guys who do not want to get a player who opted out of the 2020 season due to COVID-19. I think that I agree with Vic in that Mayock and Gruden are the types of guys that want dedication and all the intangibles guys who want to be here, even though the team last season ended up having Nelson Aguilar yelling at him, telling them that we suck because no one is dedicated and Seeing how that played out, I think it makes for a very good point that if you opted out in 2020 due to COVID-19, then that might show to Gruden and Mayock, I'm not saying this is for me personally, but it might show to them that they don't have the desire. They just know that they're meant for stardom, whatever it may be, even though you know, it's respectable that you opt out of a 2020 season. But nevertheless, I do think that Gruden and Mayock are those types of types of guys. And Mika Parsons didn't play last season. Now, he's the number one touted linebacker, but he'd be the dream. I just don't think it's going to be a reality because, one, I don't think he's going to drop to 17, and, two, just like the point, he opted out. So I don't know if Gruden and Mayock really like that. But in reality, I think the linebacker that they would pick, if they do pick a linebacker at 17, it would be Jeremiah Owuso koromoa out of Notre Dame. Now, he's touted for his versatility, and that's the main reason why I think that he'd be the pick if they decide to go for a linebacker, and that's the position they want to fill. He can cover, he can blitz, he can stop the run, and he can actually tackle. (laughs) Something we don't pay attention to ever is just the simple things in sports, the fundamental things, and the fundamental thing that the Raiders haven't been able to do in the past decade is actually tackle. So, if this dude... Is versatile, can stop the run, can blitz, can cover, can do all those different things. Then also, he's from Notre Dame, a big name school who's played some competition. I mean, that just feels like that's the pick that they'd go with if they wanted to go with the linebacker. And talking about versatility, look no further than going with Lynn Bowden, you know, thinking that he could be a wide receiver or a running back. And then they ended up trading him to Miami or Tanner Muse. Another versatile linebacker. They feel like Owusu-Koromoa would probably play well alongside him. I I think that if they are going to make that pick and it's going to be a linebacker, I think Owusu-Koromoa is going to be the guy. All right, let's move on to the cornerbacks. The dream, it would be Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the dude's the most pro-ready corner. He's a big guy, six-two, has all the tools, and he's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. He's got the ball skills. Everything that you want in a cornerback, Patrick Sertain has, and he played at Alabama. But he'll most likely be taken off the board before seventeen, so he would be the dream. But he's a lot of other teams' dreams as well. So I don't think he'll be get. He'll he'll drop down to seventeen. I do think. With reality, though, it'll come down to two guys. J.C. Horn out of South Carolina or Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Now, I think Farley will be available. There's a chance that he might not be, but I do think uh, Farley will be available later on at 17. I think that's a sure thing because he's had some back surgeries and he's dropping down to the boards because of that. But I think J.C. Horn out of South Carolina is the guy. Horn is 6'1", had 200, uh, he's 6'1", 200 pounds. He's athletic, he can cover, but he doesn't intercept the ball too much. He only had two interceptions in the 2020 season, but in his three seasons at South Carolina, he's tallied 23 passes defended, and opposing quarterbacks avoided him as a whole. He averaged a national best 27.4% snaps per catch allowed, surrendering just eight catches for 116 yards from 24 targets in seven games. That's from last season. So what that tells me is that they don't even want to go up against this dude, and if the Raiders are inclined to get a cornerback at all, which really it's not that big of a need, but if they are, I think J.C. Horn would be that dude who is available, But also, I think he's pro-ready as well. And I I would like Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley's got so much talent. He's got a ton of talent. But the fact that he opted out of the 2020 season and he also had surgeries on his back, for me, that would make it a little questionable. So I don't know if I'd be down with that pick. If they do go with the corner, I think the realistic pick there is J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Moving on. To the defensive lineman. Now, I actually chose just edge rushers out of this. They could go with the defensive tackle. There's a possibility. But I feel like they can get a defensive tackle in the second or third rounds. They don't necessarily need to go for them uh, in the first round. And so I, I primarily went with edge rushers because if you can get an edge rusher in the first round, I'm very down with that. Uh, but my dream edge rusher... It would be Jalen Phillips out of Miami. He's 6'5", 266, had eight sacks last year, even had an interception, and they're comparing him to Chandler Jones. But I don't know if he'll fall to the Raiders, and that's why he is my dream pick. Because every team needs a guy who is a pure pass rusher through and through. And that's what Jalen Phillips has proved to be uh, out of Miami. Look, there's a chance that he could fall to 17, but I think most likely he'll be taken beforehand. I think the realistic pick that the Raiders could make here with at 17 is Quiddy Pay, edge rusher out of Michigan. 6'4", 272. He has the upside to turn into an elite pass rusher because he has great hands, and he's huge. But he can also defend the run. And he's kind of built like Khalil Mack. Again, he went to Michigan, big-name school, even though they weren't that great. And I think that he'll be there at 17. If they want to bolster their pass rush and also try and make up for that Khalil Mack colossal trade, I think Quiddie Pay can be the guy to do it. And I think that he will be there at 17. So... The dream would be Jalen Phillips. If he falls to 17, that'd be great. I'd take Jalen Phillips all day. But Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, I think that'd be an edge rusher uh, that they're interested in. Watch the hands. Just watch his hands. The first highlight you see, I mean, the dude swipes one way, crosses over to his left, puts a swim move on the lineman, and gets to the quarterback. That's something that the Raiders so desperately need. All right, moving on. This is the last one here because I just think it's going to come down to linebacker, edge rusher, cornerback, or safety. And this is the interesting part here. This one, to me, is a possible dream, and it's also could be a reality just because teams in front of them aren't necessarily looking for safeties. Look no further than Trevon Merig out of TCU. One thing they still need and this would be my pick, actually. If I had to pick one at 17, if we're going to be picking for positional need, I think that this dude will be available at 17, and I think they're in absolute need of a free safety. I know they signed Carl Joseph again, but who knows what's going to happen. That's a really that's a, that's a, that's a super fishy sort of signing. I don't know how much Gruden and Mayock are. I don't know if it's just a second-chance run or if they're truly expecting him to be a free safety next year. And he's great, but I do think that Trevon Merrick out of TCU is going to be very, very good. He's 6 feet, 202 pounds. He's the highest-graded safety in this class. And Mel Kuyper had him going to the Raiders in his dueling mock draft with McShay. Now, this is a mock draft that they were doing on their own. It, they weren't doing it based on the information they're getting. They weren't doing it to create content. They're doing it solely based on what they would do if they were picking as that certain team in that certain spot. The 17th pick, it fell to Mel Kuyper, and he would take Trevon Merrig out of TCU and I think that he would make for a great pairing alongside Jonathan Abram and he could work more up in the box and you could just let Merrick kind of cover the field uh, deep instead and let Jonathan Abram you know, get up in the box, stop the run and scare the quarterback a little bit I think that it would bring a great dynamic to the secondary and that's ultimately what the Raiders need to do here that's ultimately what they need to do the point being this entire exercise here and again, I think that for me, my pick, if I wanted, if I if I were to make the decision, I would choose Trevon Merrick out of TCU, uh, the safety. But the whole point is, I think the Raiders are in a very advantageous position based on what their need is. Now, you can get the best player available, sure, but a lot of the best players available are going to be defensive players. A lot of these guys that are taken before seventeen are on offense. Everybody is talking about the quarterback. Everybody is talking about you know Jalen Waddle. Everybody is talking about Penny Sewell. But some of the best defenders in this class, they're not going to be taken to them till at least the tenth pick. It looks like Patrick Sertain might be the first defender taken off the board. I just think the Raiders are in a very advantageous position right now. And quite frankly, it's hard for them to screw up this pick, in my opinion. It really is. I think you got a lot of solid players there uh, in the first round. And a lot of these ones that I just listed, you just wonder, is Mayock and Gruden going to do that thing where it's like, "Nah, we're not going to pay attention to any of these stars. We're going to look at the big schools and maybe choose an under-the-radar player and take him in the first round, a la Cleveland Furl and what happened there. But to me, it's very hard for the Raiders to screw up this pick. But speaking of which, I said they're probably not going to take any offensive players because they're, they're going to go early in the early in the draft. But listen to what Ian Rappaport had to say on NFL Network regarding the Raiders possibly drafting a quarterback. Here is my
1: understanding of where the Raiders stand on this. For It seems every year, really, since John Gruden and now Mike Mayock have gotten there, they've done extensive work on the quarterbacks. They've gone to the pro days, they've done all the scouting, they've done the interviews, and that has continued this year. I know particularly they've... Uh, Spoken a bunch to Trey Lance over the last couple days and and couple weeks. Certainly something they are keeping an eye on. Is any quarterback going to be there at 12? Is someone there worthy of potentially supplanting Derek Carr in the long term? Not short term. Derek Carr staying around the short term. But Is anyone worthy of supplanting him in the uh, short term or long term at 17? Probably not. This is really about what if someone starts to slide? What if someone goes past 8, past 9, 10, 11? Maybe the Raiders say, you know what? We are going to take our quarterback of the future. Whether they make that decision or not, Mike, they're going to be ready. But, of course, once again, another offseason with Derek Carr hearing about all the other quarterbacks in the draft.
0: Hey, I'm not saying they need to train up to get a quarterback. It's not that big of a need. But if one of these main dudes falls to the 17th, you know, Trey Lance or, hell, even Mac Jones, I think the Raiders should consider taking that if Trey Lance falls to them at 17. Because Trey Lance has all the tools, and I think he's ready uh, to be a franchise type of guy later on down the line. How would Derek Carr receive that? I don't know. It might be a kind of Packers situation where Jordan Love was drafted out of nowhere and Aaron Rodgers was kind of taken aback by it. Could be the same type of situation uh, with the Raiders. Actually, I mean, didn't they—wasn't he picked at like 16th or something, Jordan Jordan Love, that is? But what I'm saying is, I know I've talked about a lot of these defenders and the fact that they're in a very advantageous position, but hey— Trey Lance is the guy that falls to 17, and the Raiders have an opportunity to get him. Go get him because there is no future with the quarterback position beyond Derek Carr. And I don't know, still don't know if he's the type of guy that is going to lead the Raiders to the Super Bowl for the rest of John Gruden's tenure. And I, you better believe that Gruden is thinking about that because he still has uh you can go on to isgrudengoneyet.com if you want to check it out but he still has like six years left on his deal so a lot can happen you never know but if one of them falls I'd be very interested to see how that happens but I'll also remind you of this it's not what they do in the first round Mayock his strength is drafting guys in the middle to late rounds. That's where we've seen the Max Crosbys of the world come out. That's where we've seen Mo Hurst drafted in the fifth round because he dropped so damn far. But then they ended up releasing him. That's another thing that happened this past week. I don't know why they ended up releasing Mo Hurst. I thought he was becoming more and more. um, I thought he was improving more and more as the seasons were going on. He was one of their best players in terms of run blocking. He was great to have on the interior, but instead you kind of replaced him with Solomon Thomas. And that does not inspire hope for me. Um, Solomon Thomas is a great dude, but he was kind of an upset uh, with the third overall pick there uh, by the 49ers. So, Uh, you're kind of replacing Mo Hurst and Arden Key with Solomon Thomas. And Arden Key, look, I loved him, third rounder out of LSU. I thought he was going to be really good. But how many more seasons can you go by saying, you know, if this dude can just close out on the quarterback? Because it seems like he always has a good jump on the lineman. Seems like he has good hands, has strength, physicality, all those different things, but he's never been able to finish, never been able to close. Kind of like me throughout my entire life. (laughs) But um, the last time that he did get to the quarterback, look what happened. It was to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they lost the game. And ultimately, that's probably what got him released from the team in the first place. But let's see if any of those moves make a difference heading towards the draft as it's six days away. I will be having a live reaction to the draft. going to be coming out with a podcast as soon as the picks are made. I can't wait. Even though it's the 17th pick, it's not all that glamorous. But this 17th pick is very important for the Raiders and their future on defense. That's the thing they want to improve. All right. Thanks so much for tuning into this podcast. Six days away, baby. Of course, you can catch me on the pregame show 5 to 6 every Monday through Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being patient with me. I'll talk to you next week.